Wash Confessions with the Wash Boys. Now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, George Odin, partner of Arden Advisory Group, and Jonathan Kierman, Executive Vice President of Superstar Car Wash, talk all things car wash and more. Now, your hosts for Car Wash Confessions with the Wash Boys, Jonathan and George. Welcome to this week's podcast of Car Wash Confessions. I'm Jonathan Kierman with Superstar Car Wash, joined along with my co-host, George Oden with Arden Advisory Group. And we're thrilled to have Tyler Slaughter, the COO of Camel Express Car Wash in Tennessee with us. Welcome, Tyler. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you inviting me in. So glad that you're here this week. It's a little earlier than we normally do our podcast, so the actual Red Bull is showing today on camera. Um, but let's get started. We just got back from Vegas. We've got to have some c- confessions. George, you're in Hawaii. You have anything to confess this week? I, I I went to bed in Vegas, as far as I remember. Woke up in Hawaii. Don't know how I got here. Um, <laughs> so I, I wish I had something to confess, but I just, if I knew how I got to Hawaii, I'd confess it. All right. Well, that's but I'm f- here. That's fair. Well, we're glad to see you. And thanks for joining us. I know it's early in Hawaii. Well, my confession this week, you know, last time you, you kind of shamed me because I didn't have anything embarrassing. So sure enough, I, I left and the next day had an embarrassing you know, issue. So I love the sun. I love to be outside um, and work on my tan. Um, but I hate sunscreen and I never use sunscreen. I have darker skin, so I usually tan pretty well. Very rarely do I ever get sunburnt and you can tell where this is going. So we had that family event. We all got together at one of the resorts here, spent some time by the pool and I'm sitting in the sun. Everybody else is in the shade and everybody's like, you want sunscreen? You want sunscreen? No, no, no. You're getting really red. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I never get sunburned. <laughs> Three days of family activities and I could not move my head from left to right because I was so sunburned on the back of my head and my neck. Um, and I am confessing this for the first time because my entire family, I kept telling them, no, I'm good. It's not sunburned. They're touching the back of my neck and it's showing white. I'm all good unbelievable amount of pain. So I'm going to have to consider sunscreen the next time that I try to do that. And that's my confession this week. Yeah. Now you're peeling like crazy. Yes. And peeling on the bald head is not a good thing. The first, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, Tyler, uh, you have a confession. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, same within Vegas. Um, we, traveled with 14 team members and i assumed that they were going to be very responsible with their nights out in vegas and most of them were but a few key team members um made me put a policy in place and uh you know i'm not proud of it that i didn't have one going and going in but you know now we have a curfew that's midnight uh due to some team members kind of getting lost in vegas and showing up at sunrise uh so uh you know i missed the mark there but it's fixed now uh what happens in vegas stays in vegas and i don't even know what they did i'm just glad everybody made it back (laughs) did did, were were you looking for people at the education sessions like how did you discover that they were missing Uh, some of them didn't show up to the education session so (laughs) yeah so uh it's just uh it's some things it's it's growing pains we're still learning with travel policies and stuff so uh that's so tyler what's the what's the punishment i mean it's not like instant dismissal no you, you can't punish somebody when you don't have a policy in place 
So that's, that is very true. That is very true. All right. So I learn and we pivot and make a change. So we now know that when you travel for business with Camel Express, there is a 12, p 12 a.m. curfew. Okay. 12 unless you're out with owners. Yes. 12 unless you're out. Okay. So now, now we have it not only, we have it on record. So now if yeah. anybody has to reference it, you can actually put this in your training video. Yeah, it's in there. It's okay. In there now. <laughs> very nice. Well, that must have been a real issue. It was a long night and a long day for certain people. Yeah. So we worked through it, though. It's part of it. So uh, I don't think we've ever traveled with that many people before. So, you know, as we continue to grow, we're traveling and giving more people opportunities to experience the car wash show. Uh, we brought some of their wives along and stuff. So it's just a this whole thing we're, we're working through. So, but it was really good. Our team's got a lot of value out of it. That's awesome. Tyler, so, you know, I, obviously George and I know you, but maybe you can just share a little bit with our audience about who you are, what you do, and and, yeah. and also maybe talk a little bit about Talk Car Wash, just to level set. Yeah, so uh, I guess my, my main role in life is uh, I'm a husband to uh, my wife, Brooke. I'm a father to two little girls, um, six and nine. Um, I, I enjoy traveling with my wife and kids a lot. That's something that we do um, probably too much by most people's standards, but not enough to my wife's. Um, I fill the role of COO at Camel Express Car Wash. Uh, I am a partner in another chain called Bubbles Express Car Wash. Um, I'm a co-owner with Blake Newman uh, in Talk Car Wash. Um, and then I'm a board member at Leadership Worth Following. So I have a few different things that I do with another nonprofit. Uh, with Talk Car Wash, we started in 2017. Uh, really, uh, for those of you that um, know Jimmy uh, for Speedy's Car Wash down in Florida, he's around a long time. Um, we at all met at conventions and we're just trying to find a way for us to, you know, the 11 or 12 of us to connect, talk car wash, share damage claims, customer issues, employee issues, and just get different opinions on it. And another friend heard about it and invited him. Another friend heard about it and invited him. And it, it kept going until at one point it got to like a thousand members. And I was like, what in the crap have we done? Um, cause it was just a lot on the page. And then, uh, you know, now it's that say 19, 20, 25, six years later, yeah, I think across all the pages, we have about 58,000 people, um, that just share, uh, inside advice from all around the world, tip of your fingers. And, uh, we literally have someone from just about every country and state in the entire world on the page and all different facets of, uh, self-serves in bays, express full service, uh, we have a guy that washes cars and I think Bangladesh or something under a tin canopy. And he's got a pretty good business. And he talks about how, you know, talk car wash has helped him grow it with processes and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of the the gist of it. So at the so end, Tyler, of, go ahead, George. Sorry, go ahead. Jonathan, this is going to be a little awkward with us being uh, worlds apart. We I, can't, it, we, we're going to lose that natural rhythm, but you go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so, you know, basically at the end of the day, if you're in the, in, the car wash industry or want to know about the car wash industry talk car wash is the place to to be yeah i would say so uh, we've got a uh, online forums uh, we just launched talkcarwash.com um, that has uh, available resources that you can download i.e right now i think there's inter interview forms damage claim forms things that you can actually download edit and use to help benefit your organization and they're free. We don't we don't charge members for any of that stuff. We've got wonderful vendors like you know Ardent um, and a few other ones that that take care of that for everybody. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, listen, we we just got back from Vegas, as we talked about. It was a, a jam-packed few days and wanted to just spend, we did a pre-show to help people like get acclimated to what they, what they could expect. And now we kind of wanted to just do a debrief. So my question, you know, for, for George and for Tyler is, is like, what was, what was your favorite moment of the show? So, you know, I was, I was assigned the speaking uh, time of 8am and apparently none of Tyler's team could make it, but, um, (laughs) but I was, I was truly concerned um, that, you know, 8am in Vegas, it would be thinly attended uh, and very, very pleasantly surprised that, I mean, it was almost a full house mm-hmm. and uh, it um, it was very gratifying. Actually, we had a lot of good questions. We talked about private equity and the role of pri- private equity in the car wash space, um, talked for the entire hour right up to the very end. We're, we're taking questions. In fact, had to you know get my microphone cut off at the end of the day. Um, and you know, you know me, Jonathan. I'll I'll keep talking until yep. someone cuts my microphone off. But it was, um, and and the funny thing is, is and and I love your impressions of this. I actually felt like it was a little more sparsely attended than the last couple. Um, you know, particularly compared to Nashville, and that could be um, the, the size of the venue. I, I don't know if there's, cause it, it's completely anecdotal. I have no idea. I'm sure that, um, if we had somebody from ICA on, they, they'd give us the facts and I, I could be completely wrong. Um, but it felt to me like the crowds on Monday were just a little less intense and it could be where our booth was. I don't know, but anecdotally, that's how it felt to me. So I was additionally concerned, but very, very happy to see, I, I thought all the education sessions were very well attended, which means there are people out there willing to get up early in the morning to, you know, to to learn something and to make their businesses better, um, which I found very heartening. Tyler, what did you think? Did you uh, <clears throat> did you think it was more sparsely attended, or what was your impression? How many shows have you been to? Oh, uh, ICAs. Yeah, uh, this year was ten. Okay. Uh, I don't know the amount of actual trade shows. This is a bunch. Um, George, I want to give a little clarity on my team not showing for yours. I actually had a speaking engagement at the same time that you did on going cashless. Uh, in another, it's room. even worse than they don't show up for yours, Tyler. That's that's, that's hey, for sure. <laughs> almost everybody show up for mine. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I guess macro standpoint, I, I just think about the industry culture and you know what I've seen. I I think the. I didn't particularly care for the way the floor was laid out. I gave them some feedback on that. It was kind of choppy compared to usual. And I know that was due to some of the bigger vendors that, you know, bought half the floor space. Um, But the culture of the car wash industry, there were a lot of people sharing good stories about uh, how tight knit the communities become people sharing things, particularly through talk car wash and other people. Um, I made a lot of friends, you know, that's a couple of times you get to see them a year. There are a lot of vendors who are actually um, not so focused on sales there and just making good connections and helping people improve operations and things like that. And uh, I, I like seeing that. Um, there were, man, there were a ton of good panels, including the one we did that was cashless. That was really good, but we sit in on a couple of them. If any of you got to see the um, uh, Ryan's uh, Tommy's panel or whatever he did about the future of AI, there was a, there was a, there was a bot speaking on the screen the whole time that was basically presenting. That was really cool. Um, but I enjoyed the panels. I enjoy kind of the direction of where the industries are going. 
And uh, I heard that the, I think they had a record attendance, but I think the venue was a lot bigger. So it may have, it may have not make it, it may have not made it feel like Nashville where you were shoulder to shoulder with everybody. Um, but that, that place was extremely nice. I'm sure as all of you know, attending the one in Vegas last time that was a bit crowded and it was a pretty weird walk over there. Um, but this one was very nice and I, I enjoyed it again. I, I thought it was really good and it was extremely good and beneficial. So we brought everyone in our company from site manager up and getting them to sit in there. And we come in the day prior and took them to a lot of car washes and stuff. And they really got a deep understanding of why we do what we do and why we're so particular. So it was really good for us. So do you have one single memory that was your favorite? Um, one single memory that was my favorite. I would say if you're talking about the car wash show particular, uh, it was the cashless panel that we did. The amount of questions in that panel probably could have went for five hours and it was 30 minutes. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking to people on the back end of it. Uh, if you're talking about with my teams, um, we all went to uh, Fremont Street and we went to that uh, heart attack burger place. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of our team members didn't eat all their food, so you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some ladies and they're handling out some paddlings, and it was really good. Oh. One of our core values is fun, and we, we, we define that by creating lifelong memories, and those were some lifelong memories we created there, so those are really good. So I got to ask, because it's been a few years since I've been down to Fremont Street. There's a guy down there, you know, they have, you know, different people that stand outside and they're peddling and or doing types of things. And there was, used to be a guy out there and he had a sign and it said, for 20 bucks, you can kick me in the nuts as hard as you want. And if I flinch, you don't have to pay. Was that guy still out there? Yeah, he was there. There was quite a few of them. There were some people that uh, were contortionists that said, bend me in any way you want for $10 and leave me. And it was funny to watch what all the people were doing to him. And um, there were some barely dressed people down there taking pictures. Uh, there was just there. And they've, uh, I don't know if you said you didn't go down there this year. I did not. I haven't been down there for about four or five years. They redid the, the neons on the top and it's all LED screens up there now. So it's made the whole experience a lot more unique, but it was, it was pretty special. Our team enjoyed it. You know, take over 75% of the people we took had never been to Vegas. So them getting to experience that was really unique. And oh. we, we took of course to see the Bellagio fountains and up in the, the uh, Eiffel tower and all that. We did a lot of the touristy stuff there, but it was special. Well, cool. George, I thought your confession this week was going to be that, you know, you offended at least six different, groups during your talk so tyler because you were speaking at the same time but and george kept he, he was acknowledged it as he was as he was speaking he's like yeah i think i just offended canadians yeah i just offended franchisees he definitely you know in a joking way offended private equity guys but i love the fact that how many george said you want to find a private equity guy and i'm paraphrasing you know you'll see them in uh patagonia vests and, um, and and you can tell uh, a private equity guy because their shoes are more expensive than your car. So my question is, standing on the stage, how many guys in there were actually wearing Patagonia vests? You know, it, it, and I and I did preface it with, look, it's uh, it's it's warm out, so we're not going to see as many as usual. That's true. Um, but there had to have been at least ten. At least, 10. and there were vi visible cringes and people looking at them and and snickering. It was exactly what I hoped for. <laughs> it was uh, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. Definitely, even some of them I knew who talked to me afterwards. So fortunately, uh, everyone had a good sense of humor. Yeah, there were definitely a lot 
lot more suit and ties this year and uh, people that you could tell were definitely investors, not operators. Uh, and, you know, that's just part of the industry we're in right now and where, you know, Mr. Took everything to public. There's more eyes on us. There's, there's more people in that direction now. But I think, again, the macro side of things, there were still a lot of the old OG mom and pops there, uh, a lot of new mom and pops getting into it. Um, it. It was exciting talking to a lot of people and figuring out, you know, how, how in the heck did you end up in this? How did you hear about it? Oh, I seen this on the stock market and just thought I'd kind of dabble in it. And now I really love it. Or, you know, my, my friend owns some car washes and he was telling me about things about it and the people and I've decided to jump in it. Or I met a, I walked into a new, there's a lot of the new uh, investor seminars and things like that. And, you know, there are mom and pop couples that walk into those. And it, it was just very interesting to hear all their stories. You know, we get every, every year, we get a ton of people who come by our booth and have a discussion about uh, what it takes to, to enter the car wash space, where do they get the money? Where do they do this? Where do they do that? And as you'd expect, I mean, it's kind of what we do. So we um, we had at least as many, if not more, of those people, and from a much broader um, base than we have historically. We had former hotel owners, we had former um, self storage owners. It felt like. It, it feels like there there's a groundswell of interest in car wash that is extending beyond the normal, um, beyond the typical private equity shop, beyond the you know the the typical owner, and it's um, you know it, it bodes very well for the health of the industry going forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's interesting, Tyler. You said something in terms of you know the the sense of community within the car wash you know industry and i spent 30 years in brick and mortar retail and every year went to the you know the large uh national retail federation um convention and you know never felt that you know never felt that i could just walk up to somebody especially another retailer and and you know really network and for me personally the, the best part of the show is seeing you know people that I interact with throughout the course of the year, whether it's just you walking by a booth and shaking hands and saying hi, or, you know, some of the folks that I participate on marketing panels with and that type of thing, but the willingness to just share, and I don't necessarily mean proprietary information. I just mean, talk about the, the industry, you know, is unique, at least in my personal experience. And, and I have to say, um, for me, that's the best part of going to the show is is spending time with folks that are in, in the car wash business. So, so Jonathan, I think there's a real um, fundamental explanation for that. Not that necessarily the car wash people are nicer than anybody else, although certainly they could be that too. I think that generally speaking, car washing is a very, very local industry. Mm. And there's absolutely no threat to someone who owns a chain of four or five car washes in Florida, sharing best practices with someone who owns a chain of four or five car washes in Portland, Oregon, or Sacramento, California. And as a result, I think those, those ties have built over the years. My, um, you know, doom and gloom, George, uh, I, I fear a little bit for that going forward. I, cause I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's such a, it's such a, collegial and cooperative industry. Um, but as these, you know, super chains get put together, I, I feel like there's going to be less willingness to participate in those um, in, in, in those sorts of activities. 
So I, it'll be interesting to see what happens as, as the space continues to consolidate, mm. but I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, having been involved in a number of industries, I I've never seen one before that is as collegial and as um, cooperative as, as car washing. Yeah. I would, uh, George, I might debate you a little bit on that. This probably isn't the time or place, but, um, no, this is exactly, this is exactly the, the space. Place. Yeah. No. <laughs> a lot of people forget about one key word, which is execution. Um, I could hand you my entire playbook at Camel, which is extremely thorough and covers everything. You have to do something with that, and it's not easy. Mm -hmm. um, you have to go out and you have to execute the the processes, the procedures, the culture, the people. That uh, There's very deep ties into that book and what's got to be done. And a lot of these people aren't willing to do it because they are outside investors and they want to put the right, they, a lot of the times they have the right heart to do it, but you got to find the correct people that can actually come in and execute with that. So I, that's one of the reasons I don't mind sharing. I mean, I, I think I've shared with everybody from Mr. Car Wash down to the the baseline organization that's got one store, but you, you have to execute those things. It, it doesn't work by someone just sharing something with you. You got to go out and do something with it. Yeah, I, I think we're in violent agreement there. That wasn't yeah. a very good debate, Tyler. I think we actually <laughs> agree with each other. I just got George not to debate me. That's a win right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do this show. That's exactly the reason why we do this show. Um, yeah. So anything you, uh, you, before we get to our last question, anything that you would like to see next year in Nashville? Because the show's going to be in Nashville next year. If there's one thing that you'd like to see different, what would it be, Tyler? Yeah, four more stores open for Camel. Oh, that's what, that was what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I gave them some feedback uh, last week that I would like to see the floor a little more streamlined because I, I know I missed some booths kind of weaving in and out of people that I wanted to visit. Um, I would like there to be certain sessions. I think they need to be a little more strategic about how long the sessions go because there's certain sessions that probably could go an hour uh, instead of them, you know, kind of cut them into 30 minute blocks and then. I would like some room for some Q&A. It seems like not only with me, but with you know other experts in the industry, there's people that have questions that would like to have a place they could come and you know get some sort of answer. But it, it's just, man, it's hard to do that, you know, um, connect with people. And then I, I really like the after hours event, the little bash they did up there. That was really good. Um, a little loud, a little, little crowded shoulder to shoulder, but uh, it, it was a really good event. So I think other than that, I, I think it's pretty good. And I told, you know, I'd mentioned to Claire that it would be cool that, if some of the vendors, i.e., I'm just going to use VacuTech as one, you know, would actually have someone on the floor that could show you how to, you know, change the, the vacuum because now you've got a lot more site managers and C-suite people that may not know that stuff coming to mm -hmm. it and, you know, really show them that you can't just put a vacuum cleaner in it at work. Uh, here's all the processes and procedures to break down that vacuum cleaner and maintain it for the, life, for the lifetime of it. But I would like to see more stuff like that with the vendors that are coming in. A lot of these people that, you know, are vendors that are investors and stuff now that, that don't understand this. When you guys have been to a new investor seminar, they sell you pretty good on it, but they forget to tell you about the guy that's going to come out of your tunnel and ramp over the curb and flip over in the lot or the employee that's going to have a bad day and not come in and open the site. They, they leave a lot of that stuff out or, you know, the top brush that's going to malfunction and how to fix it. So I'd like to see more of that stuff on the trade show. Oh, that's good feedback. George, what about you? What would you like to see different next year? You know, honestly, um, and this is going to feel like I'm pandering to to Matt, our our last uh, our last guest. Um, I thought they did a spectacular job. I really do. I think every year the ICA tries to uh, make it better, make it bigger, add new twists. Um, you know, 
and like anything, um, some things work really well, some things don't work as well. Uh, and, you know, I, I just you don't feel like casting stones that things that don't work as well, because frankly, overall, uh, it was an incredibly successful show. Uh, and I do think Tyler's right. And that could be why, to me, it felt um a little uh a little less populated it could be that the you know the way the floor was um was built uh you know kind of kind of led to that for me for my experience but overall um i really think they did a a tremendous job yeah. um that's a i just can't even imagine the amount of work and the amount of details that had to be you know adhered to to get that thing done and to do it as well as they did was nice. I, you know, I, I very, very selfishly, um, the, the cost, not necessarily of, you know, you know, from the ICA perspective of the booth itself, but the costs of, you know, renting tables and chairs and things like that is breathtaking. Um, and that's a, and that's a Vegas thing. That's not an ICA thing, but it's, um, it's almost like something's got to be done. Um, because it 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 makes it so that some people who would be great exhibitors simply can't afford to do it. Um, you know, I, I think we we rented furniture and we had a couple of, you know, we had a couple of just, you know, flimsy tables that I hundreds of dollars to rent that probably were, you know, 30 bucks to buy at Target. Um, you know, we paid hundreds of dollars to have our uh, booth vacuumed at night, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, 400 square feet. Uh, so, you know, that if, if there was a criticism and I, and I don't think there's anything that the ICA can do about that. Um, it's, um, uh, it's that, I mean, it, it does change the, you know, it changes who can effectively, um, you know, exhibit there. And I'm not sure that ultimately that's in the best interest of the show. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and it kind of ties into what I was going to share, which is, you know, I loved Innovation Alley. Um, and, that, you know, that was the area that they set up for, you know, first time, uh, first time vendors, people who hadn't been there before. And I think it was probably I don't know, but I think it was probably at a much lower cost, you know, than something like what you did, George. But there was a lot of people that were over there talking to those vendors. Now, part of it was some of those were, you know, really some some innovative stuff like we talked about last time, wash metrics and uh, uh, um, maintenance X who, you know, been in the industry for a while, but had never, you know, actually been at the show. Um, so maybe there's opportunity for expansion of that kind of area where, you know, it's a smaller venue, but can open it up because I agree with you we're doing a booth at the ICSC and I I see those costs and a lot of it is related to the union but that's another show in and of itself yeah I was gonna leave that alone Jonathan I don't want to find like a dead horse head in my bed or anything they did the uh, innovation last year and I think they did better this year than it was last year yeah totally agree as a matter of fact it seemed like I mean, I know they did it last year, but this year it really stood out to me. It could have been the positioning of where it was as well and over by Car Wash Magazine Live and that type of thing. But overall, I would tell you, George, to your point, I think the ICA did a fantastic job and did as much as they could in, in a difficult area like Las Vegas where you're trying to pull you know an entire industry together because you go off and do your own thing and never see anybody from the Car Wash show there. And once you leave the... Uh, you know, once you leave the venue and having those um, events at night, trying to, you know, 
create that networking piece, I think was, uh, was fantastic. So, well, we have Nashville to look forward to next year in May and Tyler, it's been great having you on, on the show. We do always wrap up with, with, uh, just kind of, we call it, I'm, I'm not going to call it fatherly advice, but we, we share a piece of advice that we would give to, you know, our kids or a piece of advice that your parents have given you. So you have two young daughters, you know, what's one piece of advice that you share with them, uh, you know, or impart your wisdom on? Um, yeah, what a great question. Uh, in bed by midnight in Vegas. <laughs> um, my little girls will tell you via, this is our, I guess our third season in softball. I'm also the coach for the softball team. Um, I, I focus a, a whole lot on, um, being honest and working hard. That's two things in our house that you just can't get around as, you know, be extremely honest. Even, I mean, George will probably tell you I'm a little too blunt at times to most people, but, um, if you, if you never lie, you never have to cover it up. The truth is the truth. Um, and then, you know, work extremely hard. I, my team knows it, but I work out, I'll outwork everybody in the company and I'm pretty big on that. You know, that's what, what everybody should aim for is try to outwork everybody, but, um, work hard and be honest. That's the two I always give my girls. That's great advice. George, you'd go deep in the well this week. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I went deep and I stole from my wife. Oh, um, I like that. And, uh, yeah. Would that be considered well, plagiarism since she's an <clears throat> author? <laughs> she's a she. She has tremendous advice, and her advice is actually um, you know there there there's depth to it, but it's so simple, and it's be kind. Ooh. And I am um, man. It's um, so hard to do sometimes, um, and so rarely done right. Um, but you know, as you go through life. Uh, and you have the opportunity. And I think it was the Dalai Lama. She quoted the Dalai Lama Ooh, uh, who said, um, you know, when it when you can be kind and I'm I'm sure I'm massacring it and you always can. So it's uh, I, I think that's a great way to live. That's awesome. I wish I could. I wish I were better at it, by the way. <laughs> I think you're pretty nice, George. Most of the Thanks. time. Yeah. Uh, well, my advice, my, my 21 year old daughter came home last night for my other daughter's high school graduation. And I said to her, I said, so tell me, cause I figured, Hey, I'll ask you what, what's, what have I imparted on you that has lasted long? I said, so tell me, you know, what's one piece of advice that I gave you? She goes, you know, dad, you told me one time, you know, always be nice to the wait staff in restaurants because you never know if you're mean, what they could do to your food in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and you know i said yeah you're right i absolutely do believe that so if you've never seen the movie road trip google pancake breakfast and you'll understand why i say that but that being said you know my daughter actually works in the qsr industry now and you know not that she would do anything to anybody's stuff but she appreciates you know kindness from customers because really having a recognition and really that's the moral of the story, whether it's QSR or our industry or retail is, is, you know, people work really hard and, you know, you said, be kind, you know, really, you know, treating people nicely, you know, goes a lot longer than not being nice. So that was my, you know, takeaway from my conversation with my daughter. Talk about this, but um, empathy is, extremely undervalued these days you really you truly never know what people have going on in their lives anymore and there is a lot going on in the world yeah. so try to tell our team members especially our managers before you go off the deep end on somebody try to be empathetic and, you know truly listen to what's going on and understand their situation for what it is yeah 
That's you're absolutely right. George, were you going to say something? Uh, just one last shout out. I, yeah. I, um, Tyler's organization talk car wash. He's very modest, mm-hmm. um, but it's spectacular and very, very helpful to a very broad range of folks. So if you are not on it and you are watching this, um, you know, give it a look. Couldn't agree with you more. Tyler, how do you, so if I'm not on talk car wash, how do I find you? Uh, it's pretty easy now. Go to talkcarwash.com um, and you can scroll down and there's a direct link that'll take you to any of our uh, social media pages, uh, into the resources, how to become a vendor, uh, anything. The talkcarwash.com will take you anywhere you need to go now. So, and then of course my, my number, my email, my direct sale, everything's kind of out in the public. So if you need to reach me, I'm, I'm pretty easy to got to get hold of. Just kind of hard to schedule time with. <laughs> Well, I will tell you personally that Tyler is a great resource and, you know, I've, I've enjoyed my interactions with him over the course of the past couple of car wash shows. And if you haven't checked out talk car wash, please do. It's well worth getting involved with. So that's it. That's another episode of car wash confessions with the wash boys, George. I hope you travel safe. Tyler, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day. And we look forward to seeing everybody at our next podcast upcoming. Have a great day. Everybody have a good day. Oh, camel up.